0: It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker
1: live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Take two. Finally, how are you, Kyle?
0: Consequence Podcast Network And welcome to another edition of Kyle I'm Meredith with It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network Thanks as always for making your way here Checking out the series I do hope you hit that subscribe button I, uh, I put out three new interviews every single week New one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones at iTunes and Apple Podcasts at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. That's me, Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Graham Nash. I'm going to be talking to the legendary singer-songwriter once again about his new record called Now. Uh, it seems that we catch up every few years, and it's, it's great to finally catch up about a brand new record, something he's been working on for a handful of years, uh, and what he says is uh, some of his most personal writing ever. Now, a lot of artists use that line from time to time. I want to know what that means for him and why this is the record that he can put that phrase to. Uh, We're also going to talk, of course, about uh, his old bandmate, David Crosby, and his recent passing, uh, writing a song about the rise and fall of CSNY, and pinning a tribute to Buddy Holly as well. Graham's also going to talk about the 60th anniversary of the Hollies, and the simple thing it would take to reunite with any of his old bandmates. All that, and a whole lot more. We're talking about the album now. It's Kyle Meredith with Graham Nash. How are you doing, Kyle? Last time we talked, I think it was about a live album. And here we are with uh, brand new studio tracks. And it is such a great listen as always. I mean, I'm sure you've been getting this compliment for, what, 50, 60 years. <laughs> but uh, Congrats <laughs> on this one. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I, I like this album. It, it's probably the most personal album I've ever done.
0: How is that? I mean, again, we're talking decades and decades of writing here. How, how is it just now that you say this is the most personal?
1: Because there are more tracks on this album that, have, that are my f- true my true feelings. You know, I mean, I, I I am a writer. I can I can write about anything and stuff. But there's something about this album, and at the age of eighty one, I really I really want to talk to people. And there's a, I mean, it's it's full of music, of course, but I'm talking to you and i'm and I'm you know, according to all the replies I've been getting so far i'm I'm reaching people, and that 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 feels good for me
0: I mean the very first line we hear, I used to think I'd never love again. that's
1: a heavy line to start an album with, yep, it is, and it's exactly how I felt. I really did feel you know when I turned eighty that you know okay, everything's downhill fast from now, Uh, but it's not the case. I feel more creative. I feel more uh, alive than I ever did.
0: That's good to hear. Do you have, um, you know, I I think I was lucky, especially growing up that I I always had a lot of, uh, friends and mentors who were certain ages older than me and kind of gave me the, um, uh, the mile markers to look out for, sometimes the warning signs to look out for. You know, you, you talk about your expectations of being 80 and, and what that might be. But did you, do you have any of those people still in your life or have you had in the past few few years or decades?
1: Yeah, I've lost a couple of people. Uh, this, this 2023 has been terrible for me so far. I mean, uh, you know, I lost one of my oldest friends in England. Uh, and my friend, Ronnie Stratton, I've known him since he was 16, you know, uh, obviously that, that was followed three days later with David passing, which was shocking to me. I mean, you know, I think the truth is that we've expected David to pass 20 years ago. I mean, the fact that he made it to 81 was astonishing, um, uh, but it was a shock. It was kind of like an earthquake. You know, you get the initial shock and then you, you know, you've figured out that you survived. But these aftershocks keep coming up, you know, and uh, they're, they're diminishing in, in size as I go along. But uh, I'm, I'm very pleased that David and I w- w- were getting closer towards the end. Uh,
0: so you didn't know that he was uh, that he was uh, on his way out?
1: No, none. None of us did. I mean, he was rehearsing for a show to do uh, in Los Angeles with a full band and uh, after three days of rehearsals he felt a little sick and he'd already had COVID um, and he had COVID again and so he went home and uh, decided that uh, he would take a nap and he never woke up but he died in his bed and that is fantastic.
0: Yeah I I did have him on not didn't feel like too long ago but it it is it's one of those things when you look back at the interviews and the things he's saying like it was almost like he was expecting at at any point but um god
1: yeah yeah. i mean he he had a good life you know i mean what incredible music he made he was a a fantastic storyteller uh i loved him dearly uh and you know in looking back at, at what separated us it was just foolish stuff really it wasn't the music is the most important part of our relationship, obviously.
0: And and thank God you guys have uh, continued to make it. I mean, himself, yourself with this record and, 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 and to kind of bring it back there too. I mean, cause you know, I talk about that, that opening line and everything and, and, and how you say, you know, still living your life right now. And, and then even how it goes, I mean, love of mine and, and better life. I mean, the, the stack at the beginning, at the top of this, this album, especially, I mean, it, it does, it, it, it seems like you're in a really good spot.
1: Yes, I am. And and that's amazing for me to realize that. And, you know, so I went from thinking everything was going to be over and I'd never never love again and I'll be on my own. And it's just not working out that way. And I'm fantastically thankful for that.
0: I love when you say it's not working out that way. Like you say that like, oh, I'm so sorry, it's not working. (laughs) But it's like, congratulations, (laughs) it's not working out that way.
1: Yeah, congratulations, it's not working out that way. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh love of mine i did say you know what what a beautiful beautifully gentle song i find a little hint of uh of something like a little george harrison something in there How interesting yeah Interesting. i just love to hear about that one because that was one of my first favorites says i was listening to it i just like it's gentle keep coming it kept coming to mind which you've done really well in the right. past on that those type of songs uh
1: love of mine was written for my wife amy um we had been arguing about something, you know, irrelevant, like couples do. Uh and I wanted to let her know that uh, regardless, I, I love her dearly. Easy sentiment,
0: one that's been written about so many times. Does it do you, do you have to mold something like that to find your own take on it? Or is or is that just something that comes natural for you?
1: It comes totally natural for me. I mean, don't forget, I've been writing songs for sixty years. You know, if I'd be a plumber, I'd be a fucking great plumber. You know, after sixty years, I could fix anything. But uh, yeah, I'm not a plumber. Thanks.
0: I have a plumber in my basement right now fixing.
1: A and there you, there you go.
0: And we'll be right back right after this. I tell you there, there are a few things cooler than a great pair of cowboy boots. I mean, I'm thinking of some of my favorite movie heroes. Uh, like Clint Eastwood in, in Outlaw Josie Wells, or or Kurt Russell as uh, as Wyatt Earp in Tombstone, uh, the Man in Black uh, from Westworld that comes to mind. Ooh, or maybe Jeff Bridges in uh, in True Grit. Uh, I mean, it, nothing is cooler than seeing those cowboy boots walking to the screen. And and I'll tell you, there's no cooler brand of cowboy boots than Tecovas. And the great thing about the Cove is they're, they're bringing this fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward the uh, all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort style and service. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade for the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. And the boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And Tacobas is Western to the core. They're offering a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples, like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it, they'll get you outfitted. And if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, then you should put on a pair of Tacobas. And you'll see, they'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. Tacovas believe in western for all And you can feel that when you go into their stores When you walk in, you're greeted like family Offered a boot shine and a drink Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer And you can get custom fitted For a new pair of boots You can even get custom leather stamping Or branding that'll make your boots truly one of a kind Just look up the closest store On Tacovas.com. And if you can't make it into the store Tacovas delivers the most premium quality And most comfortable western goods Right to your door visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Graham Nash. So the other side of this, you know, you you do get some other trademarks on this album. Um, Songs like Golden Idol, Stars and Stripes, you know, as we talk about how long you've been writing songs, do you consider them in the lineage of some of those 60s and 70s anthems in the same way?
1: Absolutely. I try and write so that people can know what I'm talking about immediately. I, I want to get you in the first three lines of a song so that you continue to listen. I don't, I don't want to write songs where you get to the last verse of a seven-minute song before you figure out what the hell I'm talking about. I want you now. You know, it's, it, we're talking. This is a conversation. And, uh, yeah, this album is a very private, softly whispered conversation.
0: But even though, you know, when it, when I hear that part, when I hear those songs specifically speaking about what's happening today in this conversation style that you're talking about. But I consider when I listen back and I, you know, I don't know, I guess what I'm getting to is as a songwriter, you know, I think back to teacher children or something like that, you know, and, and, and those were pleas in, in the same way, you know, I guess what I'm going to quote David Bowie when I say this, like, where are we now, you know, like where are we now when you're talking about these
1: songs? Right. And uh, I do hope that people want to take part in the conversation. So far, a lot of people are are, are liking liking it, you know. And if, if if I can get them with the first song, the first release from the record, I I think that they would be interested in listening to the rest of it, you know. And then when they do listen to the rest of it, I think at the end of it they will go. That's a pretty damn fine album. <laughs> well, that
0: I mean. You're successful in that, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it, it does. It just pulls me in, and in each song, I'm holding right there at the beginning. How did you want to tackle those topics this time around? I'll, I'll speak specifically with songs like "Golden Idol" and, and "Stars and
1: Stripes." Um, with "Golden Idol," I, uh, I I saw on 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 the internet, you know, there there was a a beautiful picture of of Trump as a Golden Idol, you know, and uh, I I thought. There's not only him. It's not just Trump doing all this. He needs help to be so awful, you know. Uh, and I, I I wanted people to know that there are more people. I mean, look at DeSantis, look at, you know, Rick Scott, look at, uh, you know, bobert and, and, and oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of Trumps out there. And I just wanted to make sure that people understood that he was not the only golden idol and Stars and Stripes. Is uh, is is a story really about the truth and about how 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 Trump has really distorted the truth? I mean, alternative facts. What a, a truth is a fact. Period. There are no alternative truths, no alternative facts, like you know Kelly said many years ago, um, and it, it's. It's something I, I, I haven't done that. Normally, when I'm doing three-part harmony, it builds upwards. But my harmony at the end of, of Stars and Stripes is going down. So it's a subtle thing, but I think people will understand what I'm talking about. Because if we, if we lose the truth, we're really screwed.
0: We've been in that situation for a few years now, so I hope we haven't lost the truth.
1: We're still losing it, but it's getting better, I feel.
0: Well and and again I feel like that's when it ties back to a song like you know with uh with with better life like it's that hope I is love still there life. yeah
1: yeah me too does i watch it all come down speak to the same things uh no, by the way no that's that's purely about csny
0: oh mm-hmm. wish i'd had the lyrics to that one cuz you know just in the earbuds i didn't pick it up quick enough
1: yeah it, um... it, it's it's purely about about uh csny
0: uh, go on. Is this because any reason why you decided on it to do this one now?
1: Yeah, because you know it it was a it was a melody that was driving me crazy in my head. I hadn't put any words to it, and 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 I thought it was a good melody, and you know, and then I started to think that you know I really have watched it all come down. I did. I I I watched it be fantastic, beautiful birth, fantastic middle life, and I watched it all come down you know, and that's the song.
0: And, you know, life happens how it happens, and, and you know, especially when you're in those moments. Do you, did you have expectations, though, that uh, that there would be another round?
1: No, never have. Not not since, uh, no, not for the last couple of years. I, I don't think that we, we have to really love each other to be able to make music like that. And when we do love each other, it, it's fantastic. And, and when we don't, it's really awful. And that's the way life is, as you say.
0: Well, you know, and and not to push too too much on that subject, but you know, I think as fans, everybody got paired up. You know, you became known as you know, if you were just going to be two, it was usually with Cross or something like that. But 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 I guess uh, what you know, just out of curiosity, whatever stopped you know the uh, you and Steven tour, you and Neil tour, you know, something like that. What, what like could that have ever been in the cards?
1: We love good songs. And if Stephen wrote a song that broke my heart, I'm right there. you know. And if Neil calls and says, hey, man, uh, what do you think of this? And sends me, a, I'm right there. I'm a musician. I love good songs. You know, I could be as angry as possible with you. You write a good song, my heart melts, and I'm backing being a musician. I can't help it.
0: And we'll be right back right after this. welcome back it's kyle meredith with graham nash um it was a very very fun point on this record too on your new record and that's buddy's back uh, uh i hadn't looked at the title and i just had the album going and suddenly i hear the song and i was like oh cool what a what a nice buddy holly fill. and then suddenly like, oh no this is supposed to be a buddy holly fill.
1: yeah where did this one come from it's so fun i had a set of changes that, that I, you know, you know, I have this little thing on my iPhone where I can rec- record, a little bit. So I had this little rhythmic kind of A to D to E kind of thing, you know, very simple. Most musicians will understand that. Um, and I wanted, to, I wanted to let people know just how, just how much Buddy Holly was influential, not only in our lives but in in the world's lives. And the, the fact is that Buddy Holly only recorded for fifteen months. All that stuff was done in 15 months, and he was dead at 22. You know, it's incredible. Yeah, it is. And uh, the Hollies, uh, uh, several years ago, were able to um, uh, to take a, a, an acoustic track that Buddy had done here in New York City of uh, Peggy Sue Got Married, and it was a purely uh, one acoustic guitar and Buddy's voice. Tony Hicks from the Hollies, the guitar player put it all in digital, in a digital form, rearrange the arrangement so that we could sing with Buddy Holly. And we did. And it was, it was, a, it was a really uh, a, ni- a nice track, but that was a few years ago. And that was when I said, we brought him with us from the past. you know. And if you listen to our old soundtrack, we're all doing Buddy Holly stuff. You know, it's, it, it's, it, it was a fun song. And, uh, Uh, I actually wrote it for uh, an album that me and Alan Clark were going to do together. Uh, And that that didn't work out. But uh, I did sing on many tracks on his new record and his new single is Buddy's Back. And he did it um, with him singing the lead and me joining him in the choruses on my record. I sing the lead and he joins me in the choruses.
0: You'd put out one of those, uh, one of those record store day A side B side things right there. That'd be a fun. Exactly, little, yeah. it
1: would be, wouldn't it? And we're on the same record label, BMG. Strangely enough, just planting that seed. That's what we're doing right now. Uh... That's right. We're planting <laughs> seeds.
0: I'll make that happen for later. It it, it it just brought up the whole buddy thing. Like even when I was young, I was just talking about this the other day uh you know as i was young in the 80s and it, we had the uh, the time life cassettes little pink cassettes and they had the, and that's right. where i found buddy holly you know and, and and even even for my generation like but it doesn't seem like he gets his credit these days you know like somebody's not marketing his legacy in the same way that someone is elvis or you know uh,
1: well you know buddy wasn't like elvis He wasn't shaking his ass and he wasn't, you know, slicking his hair back and stuff. And he had glasses. I mean, he was one of us. We could totally relate to Buddy Holly because we couldn't relate to Elvis. I mean, we did on a, a, wow, look at that. But you couldn't do that with Buddy because he was just, and he was one of the first bands that actually wrote and played their own instruments and, and songs. They were a complete band. The Crickets, Buddy and the Crickets were a complete band. Probably one of the first bands that were doing exactly what they did, you know.
0: Well, I love what you're adding to his legacy with this song. It really is such a fun track on this one. Thank you. Um, You brought up the Hollies' 60th anniversary. Is that right?
1: I believe so. Yes, 60 years from the Hollies. Wow.
0: Does that? uh, I mean, uh, I don't know. You guys planning anything? Does what? What does it mean to you? 60 years.
1: What it means to me is this, and I'll be very honest. It's not the Hollies without me and Alan Clark. We started it in December of 1962, and we were the main singers. Tony joined us a little later. Uh, but it was, the Hollies is not the, for me, it's, it's purely personal. But the Hollies aren't the Hollies without me and Alan Clark. So I did, so 60th of what?
0: 60 years since you started the Hollies. That's We can easily ah, yes. say that part right there, you know. Yes,
1: we can. We And we can agree on that,
0: too. right.
1: When do you ever like?
0: It's amazing when we think about rock and roll and everything that men, means to it, folk rock, everything that came out of that, everything you all did. But to have seen it all, I mean, do you ever think about the scope,
1: and how you were a part of it, and and, yes. and yeah, I do, I'm, and I've been thinking more about it since I've gotten to be this old. You know, I mean, one one. I don't dwell on the past. I I don't, you know, I don't listen to Holly's records or early CSN. I don't listen to that music. I I was there when we made it, and it's in my brain the right way. Um, But, yeah, what an incredible life I've had. And I, I do recognize that I've been there at all the major instances of rock and roll for the last 50 or 60 years. It's... I'm looking back at it now and it, it's been an incredible life.
0: I mean, I don't know. I think if I were in that position and I probably wouldn't actually do this, but jokingly, I say, you know, you could, you just turn on the radio and it's like, that's of me. That's of me. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the tentacles, when you think about it, like even if you start with Buddy Holly or Elvis, like metal music, industrial music, it all has to come because of, 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 of the stuff that you all were doing in the early days.
1: That's right. Um, but we didn't know we didn't know that this would be important 60 years later we we were just happy we were five kids from manchester that were happy doing what we did we escaped doing what our father did or what our grandfather did you know you're supposed to go down the mine or go into the mill or you know you're supposed to get a real job you know my mother and father didn't allow me to do that they saw my passion and and supported me and i love them for that
0: thank goodness thank goodness uh, yes. You've made some of the most important music, to, I know my life and a lot of people's life, uh, and and so grateful for that. Thank Seriously, you, yeah. So what happens? What happens next? You take it on tour? Is it tours the obvious next thing? I guess that happens.
1: I start my tour in early April, and the business has been ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We, I mean, in Philadelphia, we we put a thousand seats on on, on sale. It sold out in two hours. We put another date in there, the next thousand sold into it. I mean, business has been incredible. And it, and it's amazing because I know a lot of people like me, uh, like me, you know, but a lot of people are realizing that if they ever want to hear any of that stuff that they love so much from CSN and CSNY and the Hollies, they can only come to me and see it. I'm the only one out there that's still doing this. What can I say?
0: Well, I'll uh, I'll be the greedy fan that says uh, I hope you stop by Louisville again sometime in your uh, in your travels. We always love having you around here, um, and if not, I will travel uh, because I have before. Uh, Graham, congratulations on another fantastic record.
1: Thank you, Kyle. I, I appreciate that you're appreciating it. Thank you,
0: and my thanks to Graham Nash. The new album is called Now. Thanks to you as well for checking out this episode. If you'd like to hear more of my interviews with Graham, uh, you can search further down in this podcast. to search uh, Kyle Meredith with Graham Nash. Uh, or, of course, head over to YouTube. And uh, you can catch the uh, video versions over there as well. Uh, Either way, I do hope you hit that subscribe button. Again, there's new interviews every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it is a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover the new ones at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith With. And then after that, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, It's song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at wfpk.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the old social media spots, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three of them. The address is at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time.